Okay, right. It looks like we're connected. Looks like we're live on YouTube on a Friday night at 8 p.m. tonight, guys. Welcome to episode 100. Finally made it to 100 of uh, A Thompson and other disappointments. Your weekly or twice weekly uh, delve into the worlds of politics, comedy, and dystopia. It's been a big week in politics or politainment as I heard it described uh, at a book launch that I went to on Wednesday night. Uh, it's uh, What have we had this week? We've had a hot, record-breaking, terrifyingly hot weather at the beginning of the week. Uh, then we had the leadership contest, uh, which reached its final two, or nadir, uh, if you're of my political persuasion. And joining me tonight to chat shit, drink beer for this 100th episode, sexy, spectacular... Disclaimer, it may not be spectacular and absolutely zero sex will take place tonight. Uh, but joining me regardless of the lack of promise or uh, of a good or sexy time is the all-round good and sexy co-host of the On Topic podcast and left-leaning political contributor, John Left of the Countryside. Woo! <laughs> that was quite the intro. Thank you very, very much. Yes, it has been a, a fuckstick of a week i think that is the that's the correct term for that it's been crazy it's and been... so fucking hot i don't know what the hell that's about it's insane it's like in any other political period if those two days of like 40 degrees or 41 degrees temperatures had taken place it would have been like it would have shaken the government of the time but it kind of speaks to how overblown and amplified but as i say like polytainment yeah. is now that actually the leadership race was the most important thing like on the front pages of all, all the newspapers all week is just like well who's going to get the tory leadership there was, there was two things which was yesterday's weather because the newspaper is obviously yesterday's news sure. so it was it was it was yesterday's weather which is of use to no one ever yeah. fuck it was hot yesterday brilliant i don't give a shit so i think there's so i always think there's five right-wing newspapers in the uk that are, yeah. you know what we generally think of as mainstream and every day it was basically three two so it was three weather two race or two weather three race there was the oh, did it all the time fuck me stuff's on fire fuck me it's hot fucking hell look at these bastards they're still doing it oh and on just the continual slagging off of Penny Morden until she was finished. <laughs> like, yeah. just, yeah, yeah, Rishi's saying he won't cut tax, but Penny Morden kills children, so up to you. But isn't what? it, like, Is isn't it wild that you've got this sort of kind of half caretakery non-government in place and what should have happened, whether it was like yesterday's news or this morning's news or wherever, like, you would expect somebody to be knocking on the door of number 10 and going like, the fucking country's on fire, lads. Like, what, what are yeah, you going to do about it? Somebody said there was a great tweet yesterday I saw, which was, oh, no, yeah, it was my friend Peter Huxley on on um, Twitter. He posted uh, about uh, Liz Truss. He said, he said, Liz Truss is doing a lot of campaigning. You'd think, you'd think Foreign Secretary is quite a busy job. Yeah. But it turns out it isn't. You can just go, I'm just going to fuck that off for a month. No, Liz, Liz, you can, they know. you got to leave the pan on the hob. You have to continually stir. We can't have you going, it'll be all right. I'll yeah. just leave it. Yeah, fuck. I mean, it's been... I, I suppose it's been a depressing week for a, a bunch of reasons, right? So the, the climate change thing was the first time, I think... Like, I like hot weather. And I've always been sort of 
comfortable-ish in like you know 30 degrees or 34 degrees i'm not bad yeah normally in this country uh you get a a particular sort of subset of people who will moan endlessly about it being nine degrees and raining for like 10 months of the year and then the second that it gets up to like 30 or 27 the same fucking people go like oh well this is too hot now but i'm always like 30 31 32 i can handle that that's fine but 41 degrees is a bit like and and no respite either because in the evening it was like um somebody's mm. gone uh, you had a bit of a lot of sun today do you fancy some humidity no 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 we don't well it's 110 <laughs> yeah fuck you no and even if it was cool enough to sleep like for me like if i wasn't all ro- like roasting it's too hot for the one-year-old upstairs like oh, <laughs> even if you can... can't even explain it either it's like you can't go you're gonna go it, it, it'll be all right it'll be over soon yeah <laughs> yes yeah, that's terrible that's like kids with a when they get a, get a when they get something awful uh you know like a you know, diarrhea and vomiting and stuff yeah it's all right for us because we can go out and last very long but <laughs> one-year-old doesn't have any idea what's going on the world flipped yesterday and now i just shit water and throw up immediately. I'm not up for this. It yeah. is rubbish. They're like, am I going to be okay? Am I going to die? It's like, you're going to be fine. It's just mm. measles. Like, you'll, you'll be fine in like a week. Probably. <laughs> the uh, other thing, did you, did you, I did always like locally. I do have it. It's maybe the Britishness of me. But I do think, you know, some people go, it's hot, very hot. Yeah. Clothes are less important than we realise. There was a guy parked outside ours the other day, and he, I, I'm quite a middle class fart, I will admit that. When I was coming in from work and put the keys in the door, and he got out of his car in his pants. And I thought, that's too far. We're all a bit warm. If yeah. you're climbing in your car in your underpants, you've gone wrong. Well, you've gone wrong. It's Get the... out. And the worst thing was the label was sticking out the back. That made it worse. Is that the worst thing, really? I mean, the <laughs> whole thing was a bad picture. He was wouldn't it was no swimsuit model was this chap right? But just to they be never wearing are, his are they? I know exactly. Yeah, I was so I was so like, after a day at work in the heat and you come back like I'm gonna die. Put some clothes on, pants boy. It really just did me in. Yeah, it's funny because I I imagine like if you're the sort of person who possesses the psychology to have the self awareness to eat healthily, go to the gym, keep your body in good shape, or, or whatever, uh, you would also probably possess the self-awareness that not everybody wants to see you walking around in your fucking pants, mate. Like, it's it's just, all... just nobody ever. Nobody, I, 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 yeah, no, I, I, I will say I'm quite funny about that. I remember being shopping once and I was getting something off the shelf and the guy next to me got something off the shelf with no, and he had no top on. This was like a few summers ago. And I was like, really? Is that where we are now? We just go shopping with no top on. Is there not a level? I mean, yeah. Fuck, come on. I mean, a string vest I'm not asked about. Wear that. But this is madness. We we can't. We have to wear. We just. It's just a thing. Wear clothes while we're, we're out. We're in. We're in the age of post shame now, aren't we? People just don't give a fuck anymore. People need shame. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But shame, shame is, is on furlough. <laughs> have some shame. Have some of my shame. I've got loads. Just don't do it. Yeah, I have too much. I'm in oversupply of shame. <laughs> have uh, a little bit. But this is the thing. Like, if, it'd this... be good just to go, Whoa, and then he kind of went, "Oh God, I left the house in my pants." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, like... Like, there's been times where it's been like a hot day, like you know, a 29 degree day, and me, the missus, and at that time just our son went to the fairground, and uh, I thought, you know what, 
I might like uncharacteristically, I might take my T-shirt off and I'm not like a big bloke. I wouldn't class myself in, you know, that that group of people who if I take my T-shirt off, then it's hideous underneath. But I am self-conscious enough to be like, does anyone like, is this going to be upsetting for anyone? And um, (laughs) within five minutes of taking it off, me and the missus like looked at each other. She was like, do you do you want to walk around with your T-shirt? Like It was a turn off. I was like. Not really. I've, I'm immediately regretting actually taking. I, I think I could have put it back on. There She's is like, a, yeah, yeah. Good. There's a very specific look to get from your wife or your other half sometimes, where you're like, "Oh, it's that bad." <laughs> yeah, it's like it didn't fit. Like I was sort of method acting for a role that I hadn't quite, you know, nailed yet. She's like, "I don't think you're one of those guys, are you?" I'm like, "No, not not pulling it off." When I'd got lockdown hair, because I, I just wouldn't cut my haircut, you know, we just I was like went four months without a haircut, and it was getting kind of crazy. My wife got indignant about it, like really, she just was like, "I don't want to look at you anymore because it's actually making me angry." I was like, well, "Like it was too scruffy, yeah, too but, windswept, and, and too it gruff." Didn't help, it didn't help because I she just, have a mind, John. Just like don't give a fuck. It's worse <laughs> if just because it's me, and she's like, "I oh, know you don't give a fuck." But that isn't helping the situation. And I'm like, but look at it. It is huge. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, why are you still putting product in it? It's funnier. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, you can style it. You can make it look neat, can't you? I suppose at, at some point, if you grow it out, you've got to sort of get the back bit cut. Because I, I don't know no, if you're the same. It does go mullety. Yeah. You get sort of the tufties start yeah. p- poking out. We should really talk about the news. Just just yeah, let's, let's go on to this, uh, <laughs> this leadership race. So... Um, Here's my my little take, I'll, and then I'll I'll pass over to you. Go so, ahead, in in the last couple of days, I've noticed that uh, Team Trust, Team Sunak, uh, arguing between them, uh, Tories are fourteen points behind in the polls. Everyone's looking on though at this at Team Trust, Team Sunak bickering, arguing, attacking each other, getting defensive. But I feel like because they're fourteen points behind, <laughs> I feel like everyone else is looking at them and going like, yeah, I mean we hate both of you like, like who cares who wins out of this argument but you're like who's, who's best anyone... out of you like it's like picking your favorite derailment or something like you feel like you're like a teacher at lunchtime and two of the biggest dickheads are about to have a fight and one of the teachers goes wait and you put your arm out and go no don't stop them like, yeah just let's see let them punish one, each other if, if one kills the other one we've only got one to deal with yeah let them do the worst bit. Who isn't stopping them? In the Tory HQ, like whoever the big bad boys are in Tory like world, they yeah. must be like, we can't win if they keep fucking having a go at each other. Like, yeah. who's the biggest dickhead? They were both in the cabinet. It can we can't win. It's madness. Yeah. No, this is <laughs> Do you it. I mean, is? when you fuck that up, <laughs> going like they're both. Fuck off. They're both sort of ferociously unpopular in each other's. So as I understand it, happy to be corrected, but uh, as I understand it, Sunak is sort of more popular with MPs. Uh, Truss is more popular with the members. Now, the MPs have had their say, so it will now go out to the members. Ergo, Truss is probably odds on, even even with like odds checkers and shit, right? To to become PM. Um, So it's kind of, to me, it feels like game set and match in her. So you'd think somebody at CCHQ would tap Sunak on the shoulder and go, look, mate, Fucking Spow rain out. it in, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you Don't might do... still get a cabinet role. But if he's you got keep no up chance, this shit, he's fucked. Because no. he, but so he, but his somebody said yesterday, 
they said he's got two choices, doesn't he? He's got a by election or the dull or like, you know, or, or the fucking job hunt. Yeah. And he isn't going to a by election because he's already lost it. If he, I mean, to lose to Liz Truss, I honestly think if you were paying tiddlywinks and you lost to Liz Truss, I think you'd be angry at yourself. Oh, you I think would you'd mourn yourself. Yeah. I think you'd be like, so everybody makes it go, no, it's not. Go, don't, I just don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. Fuck off. Like, yeah. So to lose this, he's finished. Like it's fucked. What's, what's Sunak doing? He's lost on his trust. Like, it's pointless. He's like, by election, just be terrible. He'd do a sh- it, it, it'd just be fucking dreadful. Yeah, and like, now, now that you mention it, it's kind of funny, like, darkly funny. <laughs> it is really How, good. like, imagine you're Rishi Sunak and you've done everything right. You've hit every fucking milestone, every rite of passage. In your mind, yeah. Yeah, like, you've you've been <laughs> to introduced to the correct people. You yeah. went to the right school. You, d- you went to fucking Stanford, then you came back, you became an MP. And like at every single checkpoint, you've done what people told you would get you into yeah. number 10 as yeah. PM. And then at the last hurdle, like you've only done the last two, and then someone taps you on the shoulder and goes like, yeah, trust is actually going to be prime. And you turn around, <laughs> you'd be like, this fucking idiot. Are you out of your mind? Yeah, everything about it as well. It's like, like I'm like, what the fuck? I'm a fucking minority as well. And it's like, oh, I know. I eat shit. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's good, but I'm just saying yeah. it's going to happen. She, she fucking, she got confused by toilet roll on Wednesday. I saw her. She didn't know what toilet roll was. Yeah. I know, but they like her. You're fucked. But do they? Like, who actually looks at Liz Truss with her fucking cheese bragging like the trade deal cheese stuff and then the pork market shit and the whoever wrote that for her wrote a, wrote it was like like they were i honestly there have been moments where somebody one of these idiots has read these things out and whoever wrote that was giggling as they did it they were like poor like they were in on it cheese <laughs> yeah and they were and someone their mate went, and their mate went mike she isn't gonna read that that no one would read that and he's like she will honestly what then yeah where do we get a port- oh brilliant she's gonna go and then and then she was doing it on the stage and he went i fucking told you Look. yeah because yeah. on the whole she was at a tory conference and they didn't react yeah it's like well, <laughs> but, it becomes this sort of this never-ending question of are they actually that fucking stupid or are they are they like is it stupidity is it careerism is it that they're that detached from the real world that they actually I, can't decipher I think that's what, what is normal and what is going to have the piss taken I, I, out? Do you think that the best for us is trust wins by enough to, so it's not questionable? So I want 55%. Like yeah. I don't want a 90s shit. I want 55, 45. Because then as well, because we're already there with the, with the um, whole party, because we've now got it set in stone that it's split to fuck. Yeah. So now, if we can get their voters and the whole pie split to fuck as well, it's even funnier. Like everybody, that that, that just leaves the whole thing in turmoil. Because now you've got a leader who forty five percent of their party don't yeah. want, and they're just like, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah again, yeah, division, division. If I was a right, if I was a prick, I'd want fifty point five. But that they'll get a recount, and then we'll be fucking doing this forever. Yeah. So I want fifty five, forty five. Just we, we're really... forty eight, fifty two. Let's you know yeah. keep things consistent. Just just shitty enough. Yeah. Uh, and and an apathy as well. I want people not to bother voting. You know, I've, I think got two hundred thousand members. I just want one hundred and fifty thousand to go. Can't even be asked yeah. to send you back. Yeah. Have like the sort of Tory equivalent of the Corbyn left of Labour, yeah. where they just go like, well, you've lost my vote and. Uh, 
until you fix the Conservative Party, I won't be voting for it. Just a <laughs> split down the middle, you know. I really, I really enjoy that. I do, I do, I do hate the the vote. I, I, the turnout thing is so depressing. Yeah. I've explained this to people. The figures are there. You know, 2019 drives me crazy. Those people go, Rob, the working class voted for Boris Johnson. Okay, what are we call him working class? We're going to say let's call it twenty five thousand under because I think that's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll call it that. Yeah, they didn't vote for Boris Johnson. Yeah, they did. No, yeah, no, they didn't. No, it's uh, there. The figures and, are there. And this is. This is a narrative. It's infuriating. This is a narrative that gets spun so often. Is like he. In fact, I even saw who was it? Was it Kevin Edger or Darren Grimes earlier tweeting about it, saying like he connected with parts of the country that no Conservative MP has has ever done. I was like, no, he fucking didn't. Like the same shit. How come when the Conservatives win in um, was it Hartlepool they won in twenty nineteen? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then it's like, oh, he's connected with people in the Red Wall that no other blah blah blah. Um, but when the Conservative, when they lose a constituency Boas in the South, shit. yeah, because their Tory voters didn't turn out for Boris Johnson, then it's like, oh, the Tory voters didn't turn out for Boris Johnson. But, you know, it's like, it can't be, can't but be I think, But I think, and somebody else put this way more eloquently than I can to the day. Uh, they, uh, well, somebody I follow on TikTok. I'm so sorry, I don't remember the name. But they were talking and they said, they said, no, they were talking about the left and right. And they said, no, the left analyse themselves. The real left, not the fucking idiots, not the, because there's fucking idiots everywhere. But mm. the real left go, yeah, I want this. And then when their leader, because they're not fans, they're mm. just, they want a change. But when their leader does that, they go, well, no, I don't want that, you dickhead. They don't go, they don't go, like Boris Johnson will do something and they just go, well, I'm his fan, so I better cheer. Whee! Yeah. What? what? But he just said that you're going to be jobless and they're going to kill your dog. Well, I know, but I'm his fan. So. Yeah, he's just telling what? it how it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that dog has been around too long. What the fuck are we doing now? The other thing... Yeah, um... we, we always hype around. I think under 30s, let's be fair, didn't vote, basically. Yeah. Um Corbyn had them up to 40, I think 40, 42, 43. Like, it was a landslide for Corbyn. And then the only real divide in the country, anything really to look at in an analytical way, was age. Yeah. Everyone over, 55 and over or 60 and over, voted for Boris Johnson. But nobody did under, and nobody 25,000 or under was voting for Boris Johnson. It just didn't happen. Mm. It's fucking bollocks. Working class, I like you. They don't, and the people we argue on a daily basis. I will say, I don't think most of them voted at all. Um, they didn't vote anyway, uh, and if they did, they were on the losing side. So I don't understand what the fuck they're on about. Yeah, I think the, the people that we argue with, and just to sort of bring clarity to that uh, for anyone that's sort of less aware of of what we do, um, uh, tend to be what like TikTok commenters, people replying back to tweets, and so on. Um, but I, I, my sense is that most of them don't know a huge amount about politics. No. Actually, what they're doing is they're subscribing to a sort of weird, warped group think and tribalism. Like they like the idea that they're on the winning team and they mm. see Boris Johnson as a sort of mascot of that. And so then when people like me and you uh, complain about Tory governance or a lack of leadership or a lack of responsibility or corruption, 
uh, they then jump in because they see it as a way of sort of stroking their own ego to say, ah, well, my team won in 2019. My team connected with parts yeah. of the North and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you, it doesn't take long for you or me or Tan or Davey or whoever to, to pick beneath that scap. So go, well, hang on a second. Yeah. Like, yeah. Come on, you've got to go explain that. And they go, oh, you would say that. What? Yeah. There's no argument. The other thing is, I remember uh, it was recently as last year when people were, oh, I'm no Andy Burnham fan. And someone was saying, like, yeah, we need to get what we need is a new leader, Andy Burnham. I was like, if, it, if they put Andy Burnham on the Labour thing, I am drawing the best, most detailed dick pic I can on my bowling card. Like, I am not ticking that box because he's a his his voting record is ridiculous. He's just into, he's just he's just and so his popularism. Here's, so here's a question. It's like so, big old dick is what you're getting for that. But what, like, I mean, if if Andy Burnham became Labour leader and then mm. there were a general election and let's say Boris Johnson was still prime minister, yeah. Boris Johnson's Tories or Andy Burnham's Labour, or would you go like Lib Dem or would you tactically vote? I'd be so tempted to draw the dick. <laughs> I have to admit, <laughs> I'd be so tempted just to give it, give it. I really want to make the the poll person laugh as well so really go for it like andy burnham riding a dick i just that's ridiculous to me he isn't anything he, and what's your problem with it because i've i've i mean i don't know an awful ridiculous. lot about him well but... his if you go on um you know they work for us yeah uh, it's got a great he, he has no opinion on anything right. anything at all all his votes go one way, then the other. They cancel each other out. They're basically pointless. And the other thing is, he's not an MP. So no. it's a ridiculous thing. The, the, the mayor of Manchester is precisely fuck all in, in, in the grand scheme of things. Um, I felt a few... And when he was making the headlines, he was... he was Even though I'm not a fan of this government, he was wrong. When we were talking about Manchester and shutting Manchester down, it might have been being done wrong the way it was done you know when they, they got put in zone whatever yeah but it, that doesn't that doesn't negate the fact you're wrong i know you're uh, you know he was kind of saying well we're not getting any help and i totally understand that but death there is no trump card to death if you don't do this you will die mm. oh i don't like the way you said that what the fuck? I don't care if you don't like the way I said it. You fucking idiot. And that was my problem. And and, and as I said, I know Andy Burnham because Andy Burnham was um, well, he was in uh, Labour. You know Tony Blair, etc., etc., etc. And his his vote record is is not good. Mm. He's not a good MP. To some extent, I don't judge MPs or indeed mayors and former MPs on their voting record, which I know it sounds like a bit of a cop out, right? But hear me out. Yeah, see, okay. see what you think of this. So I think when you like to me and you, we look at what the issue is, like what the bill is that's being attempted to be even passed. Yeah. And we go, OK, uh, the health and social care bill, that looks hugely problematic. And I'm not a big fan of hospital privatization and uh, outsourcing in the NHS. I just want them to fix it and fund it properly, et cetera, et cetera. So mm -hmm. therefore, I would vote against that. Right. Cool. You would and I would. But what if you were part of... Uh, the Labour Party and the Prime Minister of the Labour Party at that point, for whatever reason, whips everyone to vote for it. I know it's quite far-fetched, but like, with culture... I agree, but then we end up with back. But, 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 
but then I want the stand the, an MP in my humblest of opinions is supposed to vote for their constituents they are the voice of their constituent so as soon as anything personal comes into it mm. they're not right if the party the, the constituents come above everything the leader everything they have to our local mp when we lived in suffolk coastal Therese coffee who people have now know as the sort of walking couch who is the who's the thing she's a homophobic racist horrible woman she voted against gay marriage which mm. was a walk-through bill right it was definitely going to win there was no way it wasn't going to win it was ridiculous it was like a 98 percent. some people are absconded or yeah whatever didn't vote and but she did she voted against it she was one of two mm. but you're voting for us and so you make us look like we're backwards or something that's an that's an awful thing to do is to say my constituents are actually homophobic fuckwits so based on that i've got to go through this door well that's ridiculous so if that was a labor leader i i wouldn't care i don't care if you're a catholic and you did that and you went through the no more abortions door you're done mm. because I don't care which way you're whipped. I want to see you. I don't care if they're holding you and trying to throw you through the door. Yeah. I want to see you grab it on to chairs. So I, I agree. And I think they should vote with their conscience and in the interest of their constituents. I just can't bring myself to judge MPs too oh, harshly yeah. right now where whip culture is. I think you should remove so whip bad. culture or drastically yeah. like overhaul it. But so I, many people don't even understand it. There's, it's ridiculous. There's, yeah, like there's been a few occasions where I've talked to people uh, and they've been, they've sort of chastised and lambasted politicians for voting through things. And I'm like, well, put yourself in the shoes of the politician. They've got this, you know, 80K salary coming in, but they're the breadwinner. That pays their mortgage. And they're told, if you don't fucking vote this shit through, that our donors want us to to put in for their interest if you if you don't do this the party's going to be out by like what 500 grand funding or something so we're all fucked and you'll get deselected like but it's like no business it's like because it's not a business but it's like no business is it if they said you worked at a factory and they said we're going to do a vote whether there should be a raise right and the boss comes to see you and goes hey listen you got a vote no and you go right i'll give you not sweetener five grand and you go, okay, so you're going to give me five grand if I vote no? Yeah. And you go, okay, I'll do it. And they go, and when you've done it, we're going to put your name on the board. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to put, thanks to aid for walking through. No, no one gets a fucking race. <laughs> because that's the other thing is it's not like it's a secret. Your fucking name's on the thing. You're fucked. Yeah. Not only, now you're Andy Burnham. Now you've got a, sh- a wanky voting record. But that's, I, I think that's perfectly right that those fuckers... He's now the mayor of Manchester, which I couldn't give a fucking shit about. I don't, I don't understand why anyone cares about that. I don't know. Who's the mayor of Leeds? No idea. Yeah, it's who's a the bit mayor of, a... of Brighton? I don't give a shit. I don't care. It's because he's quite loud about it. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I think it's a good move career-wise, which maybe that sort of ties in with what you're suggesting. It fits like... him perfectly. Yeah, it fits him perfectly because he's just popularist. So whatever he can't get through because he's basically got no power at all, he can go. I tried my best, which is the perfect job for Andy Burnham. You can't be the leader of the party. It's ridiculous because I tried my best. doesn't work if you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Didn't what was your so, thoughts on the... So just uh, going back to the Tory leadership stuff, uh, I saw a few tweets and I, I saw a couple of articles uh, where they, was, they were congratulating or self-relating, probably is a <laughs> uh, more accurate way of describing it, um, 
they were congratulating themselves for having the most diverse leadership candidates uh, in the p political arena in recent memory. Um, and there was quite a few conservative commentators saying like, you know, this is the sort of diversity that Labour could only dream of. Did you see anything like that? Yeah, I did. So I was talking to somebody about this today as well. Um, <clears throat> if those words are at any cost, then you've gone mad. You're insane. Mm. You can't go, you can't go, um, yeah, a family are um, actually from the Caribbean. Um, she was here uh, in the um, Windrush. Mm. Uh, she's worked her way all the way through school. And um, yeah, and she she put herself through private school. Um, both her parents actually owned a newsagent. Her uncle's a butcher. And here she is. She's a massive racist. Anyway, you're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. this ma she's a transphobic, homophobic nightmare who's a bit thick. And you go, <laughs> well, who gives a fuck? I don't care what race she is. That's insane. Fuck off. Yeah. So they keep, they've been doing that for ages. You know, about um, uh, fucking Cruella Patel going, she can't be being a massive racist, xenophobic nightmare because she's brown. Yeah. What? She fucking is. If you did the whole thing without showing a picture and you read the profile, you'd be like, oh, no, it's a massive racist. When you were showing the picture, you wouldn't go, oh, no, she's not. <laughs> she is. So, there she is. She's a bigger. It's fascinating, isn't it? It's like you would hope or you would think that people like Patel, Cleverly, Braverman would understand the role uh, that they're actually playing for the Conservative Party. Maybe they do, and they're willing to strike that bargain to kind of like sell their soul to to get to the top. Exactly or near what the it top. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's got that's got a name. Uh, I just want to think. I've got some some useful idiot. One. I don't know. Porn. Uh, tokenism. <laughs> I don't know. A rocket raccoon. Is that the right one? Uh, oh, but then there's the other one. Is uh yeah white on the inside black on the outside well, i can't remember what the thing is yeah it's like yeah it's been a fucking but it's kind of like it's it, i think it sort of speaks to this idea of what they'll do is they'll have a, a sort of trophy of the thing that they wish that they were actually uh showcasing so in the case of like uh, people of color what they'll do is they'll they'll get a report back like the racist institutional racism racism report where boris johnson like took a, a a casting glance at it and the the report was a huge whitewash a lot of people were very insulted offended by it and saying like what the fuck is this nonsense like it says there's no no such thing as institutional racism in the uk are you fucking joking and the johnson administration were like well cool case closed then i guess there's nothing to look at <laughs> but they won't even look they won't even acknowledge the findings of of because uh, there was actually there was people cited in that report who then came out in the open and said, I never fucking spoke to these people. Why? Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. Is that quite no, attributed to me? So they won't look into institutional racism, but what they will do is take a black guy or a South a woman of South Asian heritage and put her in a position of power because then that's the easy thing. Then they can say, No, look, there's no such thing as racism, because if there were, then but you're 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 you are within a breath of um I've actually got a black friend. Oh, you, mm. know, you are, you are there, you're there, you're in the room. Yes, with, you're right. It is. I've the, got a black friend. The white hall equivalent of that. Yeah. And it's the I'll... same, it goes across like the, the entire diversity arena, like with, so they, they congratulate themselves on having, well, if trust does secure number 10, uh, 
she'll be the third female prime minister and in in like anyone who will listen they will say like well you know third conservative prime minister what i know Labour women doing? Like, I, I know women who don't count margaret thatcher as a member of their gender <laughs> like like yeah she's got a vagina probably i mean nobody checked <laughs> yeah i think if you ran Even sort of psych Dennis evaluation on her you would find Dennis, has your wife got a vagina I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think if you did a full psych evaluation on Margaret Thatcher, she would come out with the fucking sociopath dashboard, like flashing, just like yeah. no Liz emotion. Truss got, Liz Truss has got her economist, hasn't hasn't she? She 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 said, "I've had all my math checked on my insane tax ideas," and you went, "Who is it?" And she went, "He's an eighty-year-old college professor who once worked with Margaret Thatcher. Here he is." Is that what? Patrick Minford? Because yeah. I've seen... Yeah, yeah. Saw his name banded about. He's 80-year-old. He's a professor of economics. And, <laughs> and he like, used to work with Margaret Thatcher. So for the for the benefit of people who are not so familiar with him, so this guy is the economist. And when I say the economist, I don't mean like in the prestigious sense. I mean the solo, singular economist who said, I think Brexit's going to be bloody great. I think it's going to cash inject Britain with 400 billion but... He also thought that Margaret Thatcher's economic plans were, were brilliant and they were perfect and they would make us the most booming economy in the world. I don't know if, I don't know if anybody watching was alive in 1989. I was. It didn't go well. That is what I remember distinctly of 1989. Yeah. yeah. Just, oh, <laughs> well, we eating potatoes again. Yummy. More potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> or rice. We, we, let, me, let me rewind. Like, uh, yeah, yes, we're eating potatoes if they don't repossess the house first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good times in the eighties for a lot of people. Oh, Yay, the Thatcherism triple. <laughs> um, That'd be fun to pay. I will say this though for the Tories. Um, I can't remember if I posted a TikTok about this. I was thinking about doing it, but then I was worried I might get a strike for doing it. But um, when they say Tories, Tories have diversity that Labour can only dream of. I kind of agree on the basis that, like, Labour talk the talk in terms of like, you know, institutional racism, this or like refugees welcome that. But honestly, have they ever put a woman who is so severely cognitively inhibited <laughs> into the final two of their leadership race? We're not allowed to say that anymore because I br brilliantly, <laughs> our, our friend, um, Elu, um, had said like, there's this thing because it was like, you know, what he was like, he, he, he made a great video yesterday, which is don't walk into the trap by right. mock, mocking Liz Truss being an idiot. Right. Because that's the one they want you to walk into. And it's like, this is interesting. Okay. What do you mean? Like calling her a sort of bumbling fool? If you call her a dumbass, right. that's exactly what they want you to do because that's how she's fallen upwards effectively because mm she's always she's kind of it's but i said i don't think that's what it is same with boris johnson there's a couple of beautiful moments in him getting the premiership where it goes wrong where he can't check his lines he doesn't know his lines and so he has to make stuff up on the spot but he remembers the outline that's and that's the key and that's what we're going to get with liz should she get the top job and we're, what we're going to get in the next month as well is how long liz's memory can last because you can't read it and the two times i'm talking about where boris johnson forgets his lines are the less famous shampoo incident 
right. shampoo, what shampoo do you use? Now, you have to remember, he knew the question before the question comes up. So <clears throat> that's, that's how TV works. He, the, he's gonna, the, the, the rules are, yeah, I'll yeah. answer whatever, but, but I want to know the questions before. Now, at the time, Dom Cummings is basically in charge and his team are in charge. And they've told him how to answer that, how to answer the shampoo thing. But you see the moment of pure vacancy in his brain where it's gone because he's answered a few questions and the answer to the shampoo question is gone. And so he says he can't remember, but he does remember it's uh, 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 blue. Right. Uh, it's blue. And I wash my face and my bum hole and, uh, and my uh, moobs. Like, and it's like fucking mad. He's just trying to run out the clock. That's number one. Number two, and the most famous one, and you can actually go and find the clip on YouTube because I actually think it's if you want, if you don't, if you disbelieve what I'm saying, this is the clip that will convince you, <clears throat> which is the buses, which is the what do you do in your spare time? Oh yeah. He gets the line wrong, right? He's supposed to do the buses thing, right? That's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to be building the buses, but he fucks up. By saying painting, which he isn't supposed to say. So he says, what did you do with spare time? And he goes, I, uh, I paint. And the interviewer goes, what do you paint? And he goes, um, buses. <laughs> and he like goes, a senile old bastard. You, you paint pictures of buses? No, I make buses yeah. from wine boxes. Like it's the most, and you can see Dom Cummings is off camera like that. Like going like that. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, mad. You fucking idiot. You can't remember the fucking thing. I want. I really wanted the interview. What the interviewer, if any Nouse would have done is, oh, we're in your house. Yeah. Where is it? <laughs> That's what I would have done. Okay, don't get one of the buses out there because <laughs> I don't believe they exist. You fucking... I thought maybe it was in a different interview, but I thought that they asked him what he does in his spare time, and then he sort of gestured like a, a drinking gesture. And then did he go into like the painting buses afterwards? So I was he of the impression or the possible. I don't know what he's supposed to say, but whatever he's supposed to say is not that. And I don't know if you know, but Dominic Cummings, and it was this broke when Dom still had his job, was he had vehemently told Boris Johnson to never ask a question on the fly. Like he yeah, basically yeah. said, You are an idiot. Yeah. And you, you will say something stupid. You can't so improvise, just don't fucking button it. Yeah. And that's how he ended up in the fridge. That's exactly how he yeah. because he got pinned down and he was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do because Dominic has told me to never answer questions that I don't know, that I don't know what the question is. I'm going in the fridge. Like, and that's exactly. What, if you watch that back, you know, like, how was that not the end of his leadership run? He was going for leadership and they went, we've got a prime minister who would rather hide in a fridge than yeah. fucking answer a question because he doesn't know the answer because the man who tells him the answer isn't there. That's well, terrifying. I remember watching, a, I think it was a Newsnight piece around that time where they said, actually, there's some parallels that you can draw with him. And I, I think it was like early Putin mm. where he had stopped answering questions from journalists and instead he would then do these sort of uh these video like pre-recorded videos to put out and the idea was that then he's still sort of facing the nation as it were yeah but there's absolutely no threat there's no risk to him that somebody's going to fire back and go like well hang on a second you just said about this but we've got evidence like you know that's it, why but he's that's in how we then. had a press room that mm. was built and we lost it within a week of completion because the man is so fucking stupid. He built a press room and only latterly realized shit. They can actually ask questions yeah. like they do in the white house where they go, where they have a press officer 
he realised the press officer was going to be there, and that the, the Tory party were like, oh, fucking hell, they're going to ask bloody questions, aren't they? And then they were like, well, having that, fucking hell, burn it. They built it and got yeah. rid of it in a week, and they were like, why do we need it anymore? It's very naff press rooms we don't do that it's like you can imagine one of the like a, a junior aide or something like, what? like why did we get rid of the press room and then somebody else going like ah well so johnson really likes big bold you know like show busy kind of rooms and, and stuff but he really really likes not being scrutinized so yeah there's no a great the press room ollie has made uh not ollie sorry silent adler has made a comment in um, your uh, feed mm. and it's quite good because it's a good question i just wished at one pmq it was not a question it's a statement i wish at one pmq starmer would ask johnson one single question and refuse to move until johnson answered it the funny thing is that's impossible because lindsay hoyle will ask him to sit down and he has to sit down or he'll be removed mm. So he 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 can't do that. And that, when you look, when we watch Johnson, who's now finished, the one thing he did know is he does know the rules of Parliament back to front. Mm. Starmer even once said, on his last question, how many did they get five, four, or five? I can't remember. On it, on his on his last one, he said, "I better get on to this question now because this is the one that Mr. Johnson likes to grandstand on. He'll give you stupid answers for one, two, and three. Yeah, but he knows that I can't stand up again." So he's already written this piece. So, uh, Prime Minister, knock yourself out, which is exactly. And and it was like, and the funny thing was, I thought it was a really brilliant move. To anybody who didn't sort of understand how PMQs worked, yeah. it was a great move of, fuck you, you fucking idiot. You're going to say bollocks, because Hoyle never drags him back to the question. I don't think yeah. Hoyle's a very good speaker. Never gets him to ask the question. He fucks about with fastest vaccinations and bollocks. And then he grandstands the last one. But it was brilliant to watch somebody called out and go, and that and that kind of, hey, one trick pony, your trick's coming up. You ready? And do it. Yeah. And and it's it's interesting. So that example is is great. And uh, what Silent Adol was saying in the uh, in the chat there, but like both of these things together, to me, uh, uh, fuel this idea that actually Parliament in its current like model is completely unfit for purpose like you it needs a drastic overhaul like if you've ever watched select hearing like select committee hearings where they actually have boris johnson sat in the hot seat and mm. they just fucking grill him they just maul him and he's forced to actually answer questions they'll say shit like why did you tell us on the 12th of july that you were not at this event and you had never spoken to this person before when actually it's subsequently like why would was that a lie or did you not remember like they really it's like a lawyer you know well, i suppose a lot of them probably are lawyers but um you know that's the sort of interrogation scrutiny holding the prime minister to account that we need more of what we actually get every wednesday with the leader of the opposition is this fucking pantomime of like i'll ask you a question john then yeah. you don't fucking answer it and just like keep wrapping your hand on the podium and just sling out some slogans it's fucking infuriating i agree with you when you look at those select committees and you kind of think oh this is a grown-up conversation mm. you have to shut the fuck up yeah, yeah someone has to put their point across you have to answer it and there can't be a slide to decide and then in the other and then as you say normal businesses oh where's the guy with the velvet where's the woman with the velvet plus thing the hat on and the, and a, and a, and a mace oh here she is yeah. oh here we go <laughs> like what the fuck and we've all gone yeah that's all right that's normal and when people say and like as you say and pmqs it's also the weirdest thing is that i just think should be banned outright 
your own party, I have seen no point in you asking questions. You know, when he goes, I'd just like to say to my, uh, I would like to ask my honourable friend, um, why he's so bloody brilliant at giving them a head. Fantastic. <laughs> and, then, and then Boris Johnson goes, that's practice. I, I just uh, practice, practice, practice. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the compliment. And they, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Shut the fuck up. There's no point in anybody but the opposing parties asking questions. Your own part, ask him in the fucking cigarette room. Yeah. Go, you are brilliant at blowjobs. How are you doing that? Or, or like, what about the other, like, where they say, I, I just wonder if uh, if the Prime Minister could join me in saying <laughs> thank you to the Devon volunteers, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, nobody cares about your fucking <laughs> volunteers. Sit the fuck down, you old bastards. <laughs> Who last week raised £3.67 with a, uh, a, a coffee sale. It's like, I'm sure they're sweet. I'm sure they're lovely old men and women who volunteer. And I'm, I'm glad it gives them meaning because God knows we need some sort of distraction. But Wouldn't Christ be great? alive, we're heading into the like 1970s fucking inflation. We're heading like cost of living crisis. Like to go back to Lindsay Hoyle with a fag on, like, you know, with these things. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, just listen. Shut the fuck up. Sit down. Sit down. Nobody cares about your coffee sale. <laughs> Sit love, down, you lazy. I'd twat. love it if just just once it like pans back over to Lindsay Hoyle, like whilst Johnson's dodging the question and you know bombasting and like banging, yeah. his, it just pans back over to Lindsay Hoyle and he's not even giving a face. He's just doing a bong, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to intervene? Um, fuck off. I'm busy. That was such a great bong impression as well. That was a really good. Uh, three minutes. I mean, I've been practicing, so it's no big deal. Um, oh, I will say, Ollie made a really good point in the comments uh, uh, on the on YouTube where he just mm. said the buses. The buses line was to mess up the Google searches. Oh yes, thank you, Ollie. So well, that is exactly what it was. But, yeah, but, but he was supposed to. Be, so he was always supposed to be making buses, but he forgets that he's making buses, but remembers the painting because he's told he's doing that. But the first line, he was meant to just go, "I make buses." Right, that was what he was supposed to do. But he fucks up and says, uh, "Painting." And then goes, oh, fuck, I've got to say buses. Shit, uh, I make buses. Because you can't paint buses, you fucking maniac. Yeah. Well done. Thank you for that, Ollie. You're quite right. That is exactly why the buses was, why it was buses, to fuck up the Google search. I remember that, because I remember thinking, I don't think that will work. I don't it think Three days it worked. D yeah, but you see, it wouldn't, I don't think it would hang in there, because there's just too many people, like the £350 million bus lie, um or misrepresentation is a, a generous interpretation of what it was um that is such a a major moment in british political history that but even now in, right, let's go i can do we can do it live yeah well, if, I, I, if, I, if I you type, type in, in boris uh, johnson buses yeah boris bus the first oh, result the that's going to come up is the Brexit one. I think one. you're right. But if I plural, I'm going to say I'm going to pluralize it though. If I go Boris Johnson buses instead, mm. so I'm just going to go Boris Johnson. I should really have a uh, you know a live no browser thing here. Shouldn't first I? one comes up with him doing buses, the video with, with like making buses. Yes, Boris Johnson really? says he makes models of buses to relax. Well, don't I feel like a fucking dick? Yeah, and let's see if we just take the take the last bit off, and so it's not a plural anymore. And I think you'll be. Ollie says it works. Yeah. Uh, Boris bus ticket. Yeah, it's gone. Boris ticket. Uh, yeah. I feel like a colossal bell end. It worked. Mm. Yeah, that's why. That's the thing with with Cummings is that I fucking hate that bloke. But 
Johnson minus Cummings doesn't work at all, and I think that's been proven like time time again. He's a genius of manipulation, um, uh, Dominic Cummings, and I think yeah. it's I think it's ludicrous to pretend he isn't. And he he tried his absolute best to make sure no one knew his name. Mm. He, he was basically a ghost, not like Alistair Darling. We're talking about a new generation of spin doctor who was who literally controlled. I mean, sh- Alistair Campbell. Alistair Campbell, sorry, yeah. literally controlled somebody to to become the prime minister. Just on it, it was I because I've said this to you before. I think if somebody challenged me to sell something that I thought was shit, I'd do it just just to show I could. Mm. I think some he kind of there must have been a part of his warped mind that went. Yeah, I reckon I can get that dickhead as the Prime Minister. And he did it after all the crap came out. The funniest bit was he didn't even sign the Official Secrets Act. We had a man who was the basically the second in charge of running the country. You can piss around, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And they went, well, thank Christ, he's signed the Official Secrets Act. And, and that was his first thing he didn't do. Yeah. He went, they brought it out and he went, fuck off. And like... Oh my god! Oh, Which is quite sort of that number one. How powerful he was! Like hugely alarming. Like why are there not like checks, balances, mechanisms to ensure that somebody in that position in Whitehall is not forced to sign the Official Secrets Act? And then number two, there's these sort of like ripple effect questions. Which is why the fuck would you not sign the Secrets Act if you're in that position? What would you be worried about? I think it was because he was he knew he was more important than Prime Minister and he effectively was. Uh you're right. Like so you think it could be like a sort of ego thing, like I'm not what? gonna be pushed to sign a document that well, I, I just think I just think there's a or what if 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 Boris Johnson said, Look, Dom, ah, you've got to uh, sign this or what? Or uh, I would have to let you go. And then you're not gonna be the Prime Minister, are you, dickhead? Yeah. Um, Dominic's made some very uh, yes, uh, good points. But and, there's still uh, then. Then we come back to the why. Like, why would the secret act? Power just to just to say. See, I think know. right. I don't want to get too tin foil. I think you could sell a book as well because I think the book's worth millions for Dominic coming. Yeah, oh, if, it, if and when he does publish like his autobiography or memoirs or whatever, then absolutely. But I was just going to say, like, I know. It's been documented that he spent some time in Russia and there were question marks over uh, Brexit funding in terms of like shady Russian investors uh, with links to Putin, I believe. I I, I don't think I'm talking out my ass in that respect. Um, and I just wonder if you had somebody who was, and I'm, I'm speaking purely hypothetically here, if there were somebody in that position who were a Russian asset, What's the one giveaway document that they would refuse to sign for fear of later being prosecuted for like espionage or whatever? It'd be the fucking Secrets Act, right? Yeah. And they'd push back and they'd say, I'm not signing that. I'm not is, signing that. I will say the official Secrets Act is, is very, you write code. My dad writes code mm. and three times he's been asked to sign it. First time he signed it and they... The, the information can be manipulated. And the other thing is, if you've got a child, it's very difficult. So if you were at work all day, say you went to work in the city and you come home and your kid said, what did you do at work all day, daddy? Right, you can't actually answer. Right, you can say, so you can say, oh, I did computer stuff. But now let's draw into this. What do you have for lunch, daddy? You can't tell them. No. If you've signed the Official Secrets Act. 
So my dad did do the first contract, and he did, he worked the second time he worked for the military. He worked for Ministry of Defence, and he said, "No, I'm not signing it." He said, "You either take me without signing it, or <clears throat> I'm not doing it." Mm. And they and they needed him, so they just said, oh, "We'll do it." And then he worked for the Ministry of Agriculture, and again he said the same thing. He said, "No." He'd got five kids with his five kids in a house, and he just and he said he basically his other thing was that their code that they used to secure the information was shitter than what he was writing so he was like it isn't safe at all you dickhead so i kiss my ass you either want me or you don't want me but i'm not saying if i say if my kids say did you have a jammy dodger at words day i'm not gonna go Wing, wing. Yeah, I'm fucking telling you about Jeremy Dodgers. Fair play to to your dad for being like sort of that honest with them, because I can imagine, right? If I were in that position, and perhaps He's being I'm... self-employed as a contractor, but as you know, a self-employed coder, you've either got all the work to do in the world or none. Yeah, and so and he he wrote a thing called Pro Four, which is a tagging system. So there was only about twenty of them in the country. So he knows he he's got the upper hand, which right. is fuck off, like. And everyone's just going to say, say "fuck off," because he'll tell them to as well. Like, he'll go, "What if we all turn to kiss our asses?" And they go, oh, "That'd be funny." And they all do that instead. I was going to say, like, if it were me, I would just sign it, and then when my kid says, "Like, what did you have for lunch today?" I'd just tell him because I would make that sort of judgment. I'd be like, well, "This isn't important." It's not. I know you. you I know you can't. Yeah, exactly. in inverted commas. Exactly but it's like, come on, a jammy dodger. I, my dad got pissed off because he got stopped by a military police officer coming off a base and um, stopped him. Mm. And the guy stopped him and and, uh, and he had to show ID. And the guy went back into his little room and he came back and he said, oh, Mr. Left of the Countryside, are you going back to Felixstowe today and see your five kids and your wife? And my dad was like, well, so if I'm some fucking dickhead, <laughs> fucking yeah. gate apps can check everything about me by yeah. doing this. Fuck off. Like, and it was just like, that was the end of it for him. Like, I'm never doing this ever again. Fuck you. That was what the whole thing was. That's why it leaked like shit. It's pointless. Yeah. Unless they pay you a shit ton of money, but I don't think they would. It's public sector, right? Do they pay no. danger money? They know they paid you. They do pay. Whereas you know, coders, they pay. They've no choice, have they? The market. Yeah, not. but like coding for IBM or like Barclays or like coding for the MOD. Like, if they're going to, if there's going to be that sort of invasion no, of privacy. Because you're only, because what, and the other thing is, once the job's done, it's done. So he yeah. was. A lot that he was working in Ministry of Agriculture was uh, sitting board. And so you were in for six months, then you went. He was once asked to join a protest. The, the, the cleaners were agency workers, and they knew that the coders were agency workers. And they asked them to stand outside for a protest because the agency workers were getting a bum deal. Right. And the coders were such a bunch of fannies. Rather than tell the cleaners how much they were on, they joined the protest in the car park. <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to get the shit kicked out of us by 40, 30 housewives from Kent. So, yeah, yeah. give me one of those placards. Fuck you. Christ. And then afterwards said to their boss, we didn't mean it. We're just yeah, yeah. getting involved in a company dispute, so fuck you. Um, I'm just trying to drag it back to what we were talking about. Uh, yes. How long? We've, so when when is the leadership... When it's over when, September, isn't it? Yeah, September. So now now we basically have four weeks or five weeks of They're ripping each other to shreds. Yeah. Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak going like some sort of really shit Westminster rap battle weeks on end. Well Rishi said this in nineteen ninety seven and then well Liz Truss used to say this, but now she says it's just oh god, it's insufferable. Like the only thing that's that's quite amusing about it is 
that they they both sincerely think that they have sort of like you know avid followers but actually they have like in Liz Truss's case they have people who think that she's going to be good for them so it's a, it's a very like tory like this is best for me you know yeah i don't think anyone's going to be a fan but it isn't going to be a fan of either one no, no. one's going neither, well, neither one of them have any like charisma leadership vision they're completely de- they're fucking mannequins who have been ground down and sculpted to be the perfect representation westminster wise of the meetings like the the needs of the people who they've had meetings with so in this trust's case that's like the erg they've said uh will will you do this will you do that will you stand up for brexit you won't water it down will you um okay cool and you'll whack you'll you'll wave a flag around will you okay great cool um and in sunak's case you know it'll be sticking like to true economics i suppose in his eyes like his um, argument is he's going to be the right winger isn't he of the whole thing they um i saw a great question on tiktok the other day someone had put a compilation together of mm. um, rishi sunak's short trousers <laughs> and they were like and, and they asked the honest question which i quite liked actually because I, I get that you'd be like what the fuck and they went why the fuck are his trousers so small like they, so they well, he's like, not a tall guy either that was what it was. So they did twenty pictures of him wearing weirdly short trousers, and and they were, everyone was trying to guess what. And I said, "Do you really not, don't know why he's got short trousers?" And, and no, well because so he doesn't look short. Oh, and they were like, "What?" And I was like, "Because because a short man can't possibly wear his short trousers." Yeah. Like, so he must be too tall for the trousers. That's got to be what it is. But it isn't. But the optical illusion fails as soon as you know he is, he isn't. He's about five foot. I actually think he's five foot four. My is guess he? is five foot four. Well, he publicly Should we Google says, it? Yeah, I'll well, Google he, it. He says he's five foot six. But the five foot six fails because there's a heel on his shoe and he's definitely wearing um, uh, uh, what they call those wedges that you put in the back of your shoe. Because you can see there's, an, there's a gap between his ankle and his shoe, which is just unlike any other shoe. Right. He's wearing lifts. That's what I was after. He's got lifts and Cuban heels. And so I think it's got to give him an inch and a half. And so I think he's five foot four. It says here in the Indy 100 publication, uh, that's my source for this, um, five foot six. Yeah, that's what he says, but he isn't five foot six. No. I think he's five foot four. But yeah, but that's hence the short trousers. Yeah, yeah, that's he is interesting. Yeah. It's sort of there's a sort of Prince vibe to this, isn't there? Because he was quite a, a short chap, and but he used to wear of... platforms and stand on like a thick, like raised surfaces to make himself look a bit taller. And yeah, it's one of those things that you kind of think, oh my god. Weirdly, it only becomes problematic when it's short man syndrome, and somebody's furious about it because you might as well be angry about it being it raining. It's fairly fucking pointless. It's not going to change anything. He's a fairly he's a fairly at five foot four. He's a fairly short man. He's certainly not telling the truth at five foot six. Why don't his trousers fit? He's a very rich man, so he must be buying trousers on purpose that don't fit. So why would you do that? <laughs> Because from a distance, he can't possibly be wearing trousers that are too small. It must be that he's too tall for the trousers. That has to be what it is. And um, I, I quite like dropping it as a fact, you know, going to people, he's like, whatever. Even if you say he's five foot six, they're like, no, he's not. Yeah. yeah. He really is. Like, it's it's very clear. Well, how tall is his, let's have a look at how tall his wife is. 
they were I to a brilliant thing where somebody proved he was four foot nine the other week it was, it was very funny they just they'd used like maths and trigonometry and they were like well if a brick is three inches tall then there's that many bricks then he's four foot nine i've just but, seen another thing here that says he's five foot eight bollocks <laughs> his height is obviously something of a myth uh oh right okay she is five four so this should be quite easy let's just do rishi sunak with wife so he's he <laughs> he appears to be taller than her mm. but if she's in five four and then if but if she hasn't got lifts in cuban heels then yeah. i think it's about two inches on top I think it's really sad. Who cares? Did you I don't, did you know um, Keir Starmer's short as well? Is he? I think How short? Because I'm five eight. I think he's I I think he's shorter than you. Is he? He doesn't come off as short. He's sort of a... no. Let's do it live. Keir Starmer height. He doesn't care though because 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 his life isn't around wearing tiny suits. He doesn't care, which I I completely agree. Nobody notices or gives a shit. One of my mates is five foot one. He used to be a jockey. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. I, I have picked him up a few well, times. Well, this is why like, I was always sort of surprised by people like Tom Cruise or Prince using platforms and then like raised surfaces and stuff to appear to be tall. Because it's like, in Prince's case, it's like, but you're Prince. Like, nobody oh. fucking gives a fuck. That everyone knows you're short already <laughs> and you're basically fucking sex embodied. <laughs> Like people, yeah. No woman on the planet cares that you're a little bit short because you are. <laughs> yeah, just no woman's sex. gonna get. Now I guess I'm gonna get knobbed by Prince and then open the door and go fuck off. He's well short. He's five foot. Kirsten was five foot eight, so you're the same height as. Mm. According to that thing, apparently that is the UK average, which is what I tell myself every it's single morning. Perfect morning. height. Yes. Um, oh. I just thought, since I've last been on your show, I now have my own podcast that I'm now going to liberally advertise. Oh, I was going to give you a little, uh, yeah, shout out towards the end. Before before we do that, though, oh, can go, I go, just... Go. Let's go in more news. That's fine. Can I... No, I was just going to say, I've got a few, because we've been chatting for a while, for an hour now, uh, John, but I've got these uh, quick fire questions that oh, I want yes. to throw at you, uh, and then we shall wrap up. And uh, and these these beautiful people on the live stream can, uh, can get back to their lives. Um, so here we go. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Uh, here we go. Three, two, one. What's on your playlist right now? What on my phone? Yeah. Oh, Spotify crikey. or iTunes? Don't give a fuck. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a YouTube music because you can get everything on YouTube music. Oh, I was playing it when we started, right? Which was, which was Leo Sayer. The show must go on, right? Which is you have to listen to the track. It's amazing. Is Leo it... Sayer singing live in Brighton. Oh, right. It's not a cover of Queen. No, 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 okay. no. Yeah, he wrote it. It's amazing. But what's brilliant is it's the first time he's ever sung it, and he announces it, and a woman in the audience goes, "Woohoo!" And he goes, he goes, um, "She's heard it before." Well, she hasn't. Which just makes it really funny. Okay, uh, cool. Um, Leo Sayer, the show must go on. I'll, I'll check it out. Uh, who's your least favourite singer? Funny if you said Leo Sayer now. Um, I mean, I like the song aid, but fuck him personally. Because I think it would change on a daily basis. But I'm going to say the guy who did Happy. Do you remember that Happy? Pharrell Williams. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because I think he trashed his own reputation. My wife was a big fan of NERD. Yeah. And then he then he did that shit. I just think it's the worst shit ever. It's very Happy commercial. Is so awful. Yeah. yeah. It's such a piece of shit. It really. He did sort of move from I don't know, like I suppose. 
it would be the equivalent of like yeah going from being in nirvana to doing a fucking Coca-Cola oh i do advert. i think i've thrown it away because i know i'm gonna i'm gonna take it back do you know i'm gonna take farrell williams back i'm gonna say you're gonna make it worse but better because mm. my wife would want me to do it so i'm gonna say madonna okay all right yeah. Because post 86, 87, she is shit. Once you get to Ray of Light, you're kind of like stove your own head in with a shovel. I could, there's so Come much on. to unpick here because I'm, and always have been something of a muso. So, okay, there's obviously there's various periods of Madonna. I mm. would say her... I like the poppy Madonna and then the rest of it's just garbage. It's, I don't care about anything. But then define poppy Madonna. Is that like early, like holiday? Yeah, holiday. Yeah, okay. And like a prayer, etc. Yeah. I'm, I'm up to that. And then... What about Vogue? Yeah, fine. Yeah, and then, okay. And then, and then post, like, so late 80s, early 90s, then just sort of... And then, yeah. It's just giving that to a fuck. Like, Kylie is Kylie. She just does stuff. She can she can do I'm So Lucky and spinning around, and we're all like, yeah, fuck it. It's fine. Yeah. She's cool. Well... But Madonna, she, like, fuck off. It's she not... did do an album of, like, where she tried to switch it up a bit and do some Gosh. indie stuff with the guy from Manic Street Pre Preachers, I think oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it, the Manics really had it, and I don't, I know lots of people hate them, um, but there's some really funny. Um, you love us, I think, is a brilliantly clever track. You love us. I just think it's so good. It's such a fuck you to yeah. the media that I really like it, and it's catchy. So you're kind of singing along. Yeah. Like the idea is they're so egotistical when the whole song is basically yeah, it's like shit. And you're all fucking mad. <laughs> Uh, what's your favourite swear word? Scunt. Same, yeah. To the point where, like, so I, I was dismantling a shed earlier and taking it down to the tip, and obviously, you know, big, like, tin aluminium bits and, like, a scrape across your hand, and, like, I'm out in the garden with my kids just inside the house, scrape my hand, I'm like, ah, cunt. That's brilliant. And you just got an E on your um, podcast as well. You I get got an, an E? You get an E for explicit. Oh, <laughs> shit. It's okay because we both we both said it now. <laughs> for an F F bomb, you won't get an E. You oh. won't get, but you get an E if you say C. It's oh fine. wow, that's I didn't know that. Okay, I try I try to do it every week. Uh, what bad. episode of your life would you donate to a DVD entitled "Times John Was a Fucking Bellend"? Oh wow, that's a great question. Thank you. I would say I would honestly say. Every single time I've been single and approached a woman, right, I would definitely just put that in there. I would, I have no problem with that either. Yeah. Like, I remember getting so drunk once because there was this girl that I thought was quite pretty. And I'm not, I'm not I'm just, like, though I don't really have any shame. I don't really care. Like you, I'm quite happy that I walk on a stage and I, when somebody kind of goes, oh, my worst nightmare is a microphone. I always think, not in a million years. I don't mind that at all. Yeah. But me uh, being single and approaching a woman is an, as just a nightmare. This, this, she was so, she was so. I thought, I thought, oh, she looks really funny and she looks really pretty. I should go over and say something. I didn't do that. So, I, but instead, I just was like, I'll have another drink. Oh, I still don't want to. I don't want to say anything. And I got really pissed. And then I, my, my opening gambit was, I just popped over. It's probably slurred. I popped over just to say, you look incredible. Right. And that was it. And then I just walked off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and she did. But she was so sweet. 
She, she came over to me about 10 minutes later and she went, if you'd have said that three hours ago, we would be having a different conversation. But my mum's with me. She yeah. was next to me when you said that. Oh, dear. And I, I've got to go. She said, that was so sweet of you to, to do that. And I, and I was like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I wasn't even old enough for that to be not shameful. I was like 22 or something like that. It's kind of, yeah, I suppose like once once the mum has heard you. Well, you don't. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I just not, I just... That that whole I, I I don't do that aggressive flirty thing. I don't really I think they're I know, pretty horrible. It's like the shame pops or pre shame kind of pops yeah. in, and it's just like, do you want to be that guy? Like I've tried a couple of times to go up to women in bars, like in my younger days, but I just can't. I, I think what it is, right? See see if you feel the same. I suspect yeah. that you won't, but see if this is where I'm coming from. Is I come from a place where my baseline when I talk to anybody new is that they will look at me with utter contempt <laughs> and and have zero time for me and judge me, hate me, not want to listen to a word that I have to say, like, who the fuck is this clown? And so it's such a steep mountain to climb to get from utter contempt to, okay, all right, I'll hear him out, to, oh, I'm actually quite enjoying his story. Oh, okay, I might let him fuck me. Like, that's a huge fucking incline. I'm with you. I perceive myself. When somebody has... The quickest question I can answer is if somebody said to me, who's the most annoying person in the world? Me. Like, instantly. I don't have any problem. I I piss myself. When somebody kind of go, if somebody said, if I ever heard somebody go, John's really annoying, I'd think, yes, I fucking am. Mm. I annoy the shit out of myself. I'm very annoying. And the other thing is, is most of the time, uh, it, I'm not. I'm obviously married for, like, with my wife now for 15 years or so, but I, or everything I do in my life takes so much fucking explaining that I can't be asked to do it because mm. I know the person on the receiving end will be bored shitless. If somebody said to me, "What did you do last night?" tomorrow, and I had to explain this, I wouldn't bother, right? Because because it's too fucking complicated. If I went. My mate A's got a podcast, and I know how to, I've got a microphone set up and a camera. I think it's fucking pointless. So they wouldn't do it. I was like, oh, not much. Because I can't be asked. Yeah. But it's, well, it's almost like then you feel bad that they would then ask you questions to try and sort of fail. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah it's, been known for. it's like, yeah, exactly. you don't give a fuck, and I don't give a Like, well, let's just fucking move on, shall we? Why don't you yeah. tell me the thing that you are aching to fucking tell me? <laughs> Something stupid. You know, somebody goes, oh, what microphone have you got? Why are we having this fucking discussion? <laughs> fuck off. Oh, just... so do you like microphone? No. Fuck <laughs> off. My wife, when somebody's telling me, because I've had conversations that are very uncomfortable when somebody's <clears throat> trying to get into social media and they're telling me they're fucking boring shit with their 15 followers on t- fucking Instagram. And my, my wife's looking at me like, end them. Yeah. Say what you do. And I'm like, <laughs> nope. I like the vision of like your wife just over the person's shoulder doing that sort of, you know, that Jack Nicholson face in... Yeah. Uh, in uh anger management just like yeah do it <laughs> yeah that's what i get so I, we went out with for some drinks with some friends once and there was a young lady there and she was doing that and uh my wife was looking at me like take her down and i was like no like yeah. there's no win like that's stupid and, and i was like and what i mean and what what am i gonna do give her some fucking advice like i give a shit i don't care yeah knock yourself out it's not it's not down to me <clears throat> okay last 
last yeah, question because we're gonna we'll super run out of time in a second uh so what what was the last question uh what episode of your life would you donate yeah, to a dates, dvd definitely dates definitely. cool uh last question chinese black asian but what is your favorite race <laughs> We we did this on a set before, <laughs> and I know why I'm excited. That is an amazing question. Isn't it? it? It's like I know we did this before, but then I thought, do you know what? I'll just do we it on did the live a stream. question once, but bro. now it's real. <laughs> yeah, shit's gotten real. I'm not doing it because okay. otherwise I'm a Tory. It's that thing of going. There's no fucking context. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. Uh, okay fine uh guys that's it thank you so much for jumping on the live stream tonight um this episode will now go exclusively on patreon um for the benefit of those who don't know i set myself a goal um about six weeks ago to get to my first 10 patreons to support the podcast um and the uh incentive for that was like if you jump onto the uh onto patreon support the podcast at this early stage in me growing my cult uh, the first 10 people to jump on it would be invited to an exclusive night out. Uh, a lot of people do sort of meetups and uh, live Q&As and all that shit. Uh, I want to do just a meetup piss up where we all meet in the same pub in London, uh, talk shit about Tories and get a bit smashed. Um, the first eight of those have now gone. So there's only two left. So if you are interested in uh joining my cult um or attending that exclusive event and talking shit about tories uh, and getting early bird access to all of the podcasts they always go on patreon first um then jump on patreon.com forward slash aid thompson um after patreon uh two days later they end up on spotify and itunes so you can always get them uh free there if you're not in a position to support the podcast financially which let's be real who is at this weird time in our lives um, thanks once again to my guest tonight, John Left of the Countryside. You should go and check out his podcast. It's called the On Topic Podcast, and uh, every week they release a new episode where they've got. There are twelve. We're on twelve. We're just June. It's episode we're twelve 12. already. Thirteen's out on Monday. Uh, and every, each week they take a new topic, quite a broad topic, like uh, weddings. I listened to the other day, or sitcoms, and uh, we niche it down. We niche it. Yeah, down. they put it apart. You roast it a little bit. That's it. Um, and I really love it. Um, you guys should go and check it out. So go look for the On Topic podcast on your uh, podcast provider. Uh, thanks again to him. You can find him on Twitter uh, under the On Topic podcast uh, or on TikTok under John Left of the Countryside. Um, Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome, John. Always a pleasure. And uh, I'll be back next week on Wednesday for a solo show. And then I'm on holiday, guys. So um, probably a couple more solo shows while I'm away or something because I'll get bored and my kids will be driving me fucking nuts. Uh, so until then, good night. Goodbye. Take care of yourselves and each other. Goodbye. Bye.